After much consideration, the fourth line might just be better than I give it credit for. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked on Flames. Thank you so much for joining me. We're here for you every single day. And today we are going to be talking about the fourth line of the Calgary Flames and why they may deserve a little bit more credit than I originally gave them. And make sure you are subscribed or following for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episodes as soon as they're available We're going to keep rolling through these player evaluations and, of course, talk some goaltending soon because I think the playoffs are a fantastic example of why you cannot solidly predict goaltending. And let's just jump right into this with with the appetizer. Uh, Milan Lucic, who was in his final year of his contract with the Calgary Flames, if y'all remember, I'm sure you do. Uh, Lucic became a flame when he was traded for James Neal and both horrible contracts. And I think that the Flames can say that they won the trade considering Lucic finished up his contract in the NHL while James Neal finished it up in the AHL with the Springfield Thunderbirds. Listen, there were plenty of plenty of times we were questioning Sutter's decisions to keep Lucic in the lineup and in this or on the second line. It was quite frustrating at times to have to watch that, especially, you know, your second line is getting a lot of minutes and sometimes players can just weigh that line down, any line down, not just, you know, one of your top lines, but it was, um, Lucic, Kadri, and Huberto at some points, and you were just, I don't know, I'm pretty sure I saw tweets about scooping or gouging your eyes out with spoons and sporks, but it was was brutal, but you know, Sutter did scratch him at one point, and it, (laughs) I don't think it really woke him up, to be honest, I think it was more of like a hey, this is a reality for you as a veteran that is not producing. But then at the same time, it felt like he was rewarded without, uh, you know, really needing to be when he was put on the second line and the younger guys that (laughs) were more impactful were scratched. And this season was brutal for him, okay? He had a drought that was like 72 games long that carried over from the season prior and this isn't the first time in his career that this has happened at one point I believe he when he was still on the Oilers he had like two goals in two seasons or he had basically hadn't scored a goal in two seasons and my goodness I don't understand why some people rode so hard for him And mind you, this is coming from like a diehard Bruins fan that watched this man bring the Stanley Cup back to Boston. And I still could not find it in myself to 
ride or die, right? It just was not worth the time for the Flames to have him out on the ice when there were more productive players to to ice. But I was looking at stats, and this was based off of 375 minutes of ice time for the team, and he had the least amount of points on the team under that metric with 19, 17 goals, and obviously 12 assists. He, he did throw the second most hits out of any forward on the team with 168. So, you know, I think he did the best that he could. Uh, it was a lot, It's the last year of his contract. We used to pray for times like this. That money, it, it's coming off the books, but it's already been spent. So don't get too excited about that. If this is the end for him, uh, at least he can say he went out on a high note by making... Team Canada for Worlds. I think he is a player that will go down in history for many things. Probably him, him and Dougie Hamilton might be tied for a bit, like most fans blocked on Twitter by an NHLer. That's got to be a record, right? But I, if you know, if this really is it, uh, so long, partner. I'm glad. Yeah, you had fun. I'm sorry that you couldn't find it in your game to score goals and be a little bit more productive towards the end of your career. But hey, you seem like you're doing good with the family. And that's sometimes that's what matters more, right? And coming up next, we are going to talk about the man himself, Trevor Lewis, and just how much of a difference he made in the fourth line or on the fourth line. But before we do that, I do want to take a quick moment to talk to you about eBay Motors. For a championship team, it is all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around, just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know you, that your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be right back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, at the right price at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. EB guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me today on Locked on Flames. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Trevor Lewis. Okay, listen. I gave this man some flack. I I gave him a lot of flack this season. And I think at some points it was deserved because there could have been moments where we iced uh, a whole new fourth line, especially when you <laughs> you had players like Matthew Phillips and Jacob Pelletier just kind of sitting in a <laughs> press box for 11, 12 game stretches while the fourth line was doing nothing. And people always say well those players don't deserve to be on the fourth line okay but they have to have their training wheels right you have to basically bring them 
to to the water. You gotta you gotta help them succeed. And I feel like there were moments when that could have been happening. And even if Trevor Lewis didn't come out of the lineup, which I don't think should have happened, but he could have, you know, helped these guys. He was not dead weight and bogging this line down. To be honest, I thought that he was still pretty solid at center. I didn't feel as if he was someone that, you know, you really had to worry about winning and losing faceoffs. Like he, he was kind of just consistent and he had 20 points this season. You know, I will give him that. There were definitely moments where it was great to see him still scoring. I think that, you know, you don't always have to be this point god or anything like that. But, you know, if you're not producing, you should still be providing something to the team. And I think he did that with his uh, defensive abilities and his with his takeaways. He wasn't just out there doing cardio <laughs> 11, 12 minutes a night. He was going out there and doing something that most players his age kind of drop off and uh, don't do. So, you know, I think that you're going to see him back this year. I think, you know, even though he was a Daryl Sutter guy, he probably would still love the opportunity to stay in Calgary and to, you know, maybe make maybe make a push for the playoffs. We, we don't know what this roster is going to really look like uh, come the start of the season. But, you know, I, I do really feel like Trevor Lewis is a true leader in terms of riding out the highs and lows and he'll own his piece. But what I do want to see here is kind of what I talked about before is I I do want to see Walker Dewar and Adam Rzichka kind of slot in on this fourth line and be on either side of Trevor Lewis. I think that he is, I think all three of those players provide things to the lineup like speed, accuracy. I think that Trevor Lewis, again, provides some defensive ability as well and he still provides substance and <laughs> and things that you know you can look at this team and be like okay like he's actually doing something and why wouldn't you want a strong veteran centering this line for two young players that basically are still riding their NHL bike with training wheels. They have not spent enough time in the NHL where you can just be like, okay, you're on your own, kid. Like, you're good. You're free. I'm sending you off to school by yourself and you're not looking back to make sure I'm still there. You're just, you're good to go. I do think that they could, you know, obviously any, (laughs) any player is going to have, any winger is going to have a, uh, a stronger center, a strong center. But I think that Trevor Lewis would just be a really good person to learn from. I think that he's kind of seen it all. He's been around the block a while and he would make a great mentor. And with, with this Flames team in particular, we have talked a lot about how they they don't have a captain. They haven't named a captain and how you know, everyone's voice matters and they're willing to just kind of, you know, each 
own a piece of it and contribute and be seen as leaders. And I think that Trevor Lewis is a great leader in the room. I'm sure that, you know, he, he's seen it. He's seen it all. (laughs) I don't know how many times I can say it, but he, he is probably towards the tail end of his career here. And it's important to learn from those guys because You know, just like how you talk to college seniors when you're like a freshman or a sophomore, it's just kind of like they have all this wisdom and knowledge that they can bestow upon you. And I feel like that's kind of how we have to treat the veterans on this team, because obviously right now the coaching decision has yet to be made and or I guess, you know, the vacancy hasn't been filled yet, but you are looking for to your teammates for some kind of leadership and maybe they're discussing it. Maybe they are just kind of figuring things out for themselves and unwinding. But I think that Trevor Lewis would be nice to have back in the room, especially if they do bring in a young, younger coach uh, who I don't want to say inexperienced, but doesn't have the same, experience (laughs) as uh, some of these guys in the league so yeah you know Trevor Lewis definitely did some damage this year he was not afraid to throw his body around he had that two hundred thousand dollar sign on or signing bonus so he will absolutely be getting that on July 1st Uh, Trevor Lewis, if you'd like to run me a check, uh, you can just let me know. I think your wife is fantastic, by the way. Fantastic actress. And I I hope, you know, especially these first two forwards that I talked about have been veterans and players that are on expiring contracts. They are in a very odd predicament, right? Because they could both walk away from this game and be like, you know what, we did the best that we could and... I believe that Trevor Lewis won a Stanley Cup as well. So, you know, you could obviously be like, okay, you know, we we did what we had to do and that's that. Or they could just, I wouldn't call it like a last dance because this is not a last dance type of situation. But you just kind of hope the best for these guys. And if they don't re-sign in Calgary, I hope whatever teams they do sign with are able to get the most out of them and I I think Lucic probably will retire just because he did think about retiring back in 2020 and Jeff Ward ended up kind of talking him off of the ledge he was going to retire mid-season and I I don't wonder what could have been but I really do wonder like what would this team look like and all that leaves our mind to the imagination and can (laughs) daydream about it all you want but the reality is is that both of these men are uh on the payroll or coming off the payroll right but coming up next we are going to wrap up the show with one of the younger players that i think will make a true difference on this calgary flames roster next season thank you everyone for hanging out with me today on locked on flames uh, you can follow me on twitter at just belmosto to hear all of my off-season opinions and takes and uh, we have we have a fun time chatting over there 
Walker Dewar. Dewar, I hardly know her. But I will say, Walker Dewar earned that extension. He he earned that extension. You know, obviously it was for him to avoid becoming a group six RFA. And I am not well versed enough in the classes of RFAs and contracts and this and that. uh, Just because it is a lot of legal stuff that I am just, I don't, I haven't done enough research on it and that's okay. And I'm sure, you know, all that matters is that Walker Dewar's a flame for the next two years. <laughs> uh, he played 27 games this season and I, I thought it was way more than that. It felt like it was way more, but this season also felt like it was six years long. I didn't think this season was ever going to end. To be honest, I'd never been more excited for a season to be over. Just because you could tell the players <laughs> were going through it. And I'm not laughing because, like, the situation's funny. But you could tell that some of these players were just over it. They went out on the ice. They did what they had to do. Talked to the media and left. There was no purpose for them to kind of go the extra mile, right? I, I think that Walker Dewar is going to be a great addition to this team at a full-time level. You know, he he added some much-needed speed to this line, which I think is <laughs> very nice, especially, you know, when you have two older guys, especially Lucic, who's a big, bulky dude. You know, just you need to have some sort of dynamic player who can move the puck up the ice. And uh, Walker Dewar did that. You know, I really, really like what we saw from him. I think that he he wasn't afraid to crash the net. He wasn't afraid to shoot the puck. He did what he had to do in order to generate scoring chances. And that's what you like to see from a player. You like to see that solid, consistent effort night after night. And you got that from him. And I think if you put him and Rizicka on that bottom line, you are going to round that line out perfectly. <laughs> it is going to be a great line because you have such, you know, Say Trevor Lewis does come back as your center. You have a a strong core right there, a strong foundation in your center with two wingers that you can count on when uh, at the faceoff dot. You can count on them for moving the puck up the ice. You can count on them to, you know, shoot the puck. And I think it's great to see that, Rizicka and Walker Dewar got time on ice this year as much time as they did I think that Dewar has been kind of struggling with injuries or at least he was towards the end of the season and that's why we didn't see him as much because you know why else would you have scratched him time and time again when you needed a player like him out on the ice and a player that had performed rather consistently and I I just I always feel like the Flames prospects like they're not prospects anymore they're like grown men by the time they make their NHL debut and I feel like Matthew Coronado is one of the rare exceptions to that because he's like 19 20 years old maybe 21 even but <laughs> I'm really excited for this next generation of Flames players coming up through 
the AHL pipeline. And, you know, the AHL obviously isn't the only way into the league. You have the NCAA route as well. And it's it's exciting because a lot of these players are playing a style that is only going to get better. You you aren't going to be pulling your hair and saying what what is happening here? Why like why aren't we seeing more shots? Why aren't we seeing more completion? Things like that. Like we're going to see more dynamic players come up and I think that's because the development of these players um it, it's changing. It is rapidly changing and it is going to be something so exciting to watch because of how rapidly this game is evolving. And, you know, I would say overall this line gets a B, B minus, just because Trevor Lewis kind of kept his head above the water. I know that Rosichko was on this line at one point and he was kind of um, really stabilizing (laughs) all of the lines and being able to create plays and score goals and again add speed and I I just it would be real beneficial for the Flames to have Rizichka and Dewar on this bottom line to to just try to let them get their reps in you know it they're going to be playing 11-12 minutes a night what's the harm they need they need it they need <laughs> they need that experience at the NHL level because how many times do we hear well playing at the AHL isn't the same as playing at the NHL correct so why don't you give the players that are deserved of a shot there why wouldn't you do it if the opportunity has has risen <laughs> but thank you everyone for hanging out with me today on locked on flames you make sure you're subscribed to locked on flames wherever you're getting your podcasts and of course on youtube as well and I would love to hear from you in the comments we are going to continue our way through the forward evaluations and make our way to the defensive pairings next week